get down for this day. We ain't care about, we don't stay for a rainy day. We stay for a great opportunity. We stay for the next opportunity. I'm going to talk simply from the subject. Next. Next. Sometimes people won't like you on the level of where you are currently because your face is set to go someplace else in your destiny. And just because other people don't want to go with you or they can't see where you are going, they won't support and receive you on the level where you currently are. Next. I'm going to the next thing. If you don't like what I've got, I'll go to the next place. The old folks used to say down here in the South, if you don't like my peaches, don't shake my tree. I'm just here to tell you that there is somebody in the next village down there that's going to love your peaches. The people with you right now may not appreciate your peaches, but there's somebody in the next village that's going to love your peaches. They're waiting to make some nice peach pie or some peach cobbler. And the folks that's with you, because they've had you all along, they've taken you for granted. It's amazing how people who are with you currently commit the sin of familiarity where familiarity breeds contempt and they don't even recognize you for who you are. And you can go to other places and they celebrate you and they're excited to meet you and to have you and to know you and to have your ministry and your gift being exercised. And then the folks that know you too well, they know your mama, where you came from and all of this, and then you're with them. And because they're too familiar with you, they don't know how to celebrate and relish in the gift that God has locked into your life. But there's another village that's holding you from going to your next village. Because there are some wonderful people there in the next village that are just waiting to meet you. You will be surprised. You haven't met your best yet. Have you ever wondered why birds stay in the same place generally and they can fly any place in the world that they want to fly? Now you have to ask yourself that same question. You can fly where you want to and then you'll be surprised the people that just hang around the same Places viewing the same sights. But don't waste your time beating yourself up over a missed opportunity. Because I just want you to think of yourself like being at, at the world's largest airport right here in Atlanta. You go and you get on the train to go out to the, the concourse. I can't tell you the number of times that I've gone down the escalator to get on the train. And as soon as I was about to get off the escalator, I'm watching the train doors close. Do you think that that causes the bishop to break a sweat? No, no, no. You know why? Because I know that there's another train coming in two minutes. Two minutes. And I want to tell some people, because some people are almost about to knock me down on the escalator trying to rush to get on the, on the train. There's another one coming in two minutes. Two minutes, there's another one coming. So I watch the doors close, and then I'm just saying, next. Because there's another train coming. Listen, it's already on the track. I don't see it coming, but I know that in another couple of minutes, there's another train that's coming. You've got to be able to be confident in yourself and confident in your God when somebody starts failing to appreciate who you are. You've got to be willing to say, deuces, there's another train coming in two minutes. Deuces, see ya. Deuces, come on. Because there'll be somebody else that will appreciate all of your fineness. <laughs> In two minutes. Do this. See you. Bye-bye. Because another one, something else is already on the track. Do you know, this is why the Bible says that we must run the race with patience.
patience that is set before us. The only reason that it's set is because it's on a track. And so the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. It's on a track. The race is already set. God has already set you up to win. If you'll just follow him, you just get on track and just bust the move. Just keep on moving. Just keep on stepping one foot in front of the other. Just keep on stepping. Just keep on stepping. Just say next. Don't ever settle where you are because rarely is the first thing ever it. Don't just settle on the first house that you go to. Don't settle on the first car that you get in. Don't, don't settle on the first person that you meet because you're not trying to do it the world's way any longer. You've got to be willing to say, deuces, deuces, I'm going on to my next. I'm going on to my next. And so you'll discover that if you're ready, if you are ready, the right opportunity will show up. You don't have to pray for opportunities. Opportunities come and opportunities go. You've got to work to be ready to receive the opportunity. There's nothing more frustrating than to have an opportunity presented to you for which you are not prepared to receive. So you've got to work to, to be ready to receive the opportunity because opportunities come and go. You don't even have to pray for another opportunity. They come and go. There's another train on the track. And you see, analysis of investment into people is essential. Don't just invest your life into people and never analyze what you're doing. At some point, if you are investing in the lives of people, there ought to be a return on the investment. And you become foolish to continue to make investments in something and never are able to see measurable change in reasonable time. Say that with me. Measurable change in reasonable time. Say that again. Measurable change in reasonable time. Stop investing in things and people if there is not measurable change in reasonable time. I'm not going to keep on keep taking the vitamin or pill or anything if I don't get some measurable and reasonable. So there ought to be measurable progress in reasonable time. If I'm in a program and if I'm not able to see that this thing is helping me, why would I keep paying my money to be in if I don't have any measurable progress in reasonable time? And see, it's usually quite hard to let go and to move on. But once you do, you'll feel free and you'll realize that this is the best decision that you've ever made. Now, what does that mean? It means that you've got to build something before you can rule something. You've got to build something before you can rule something. That's, we, we've got Jack Leg Kings today that want to rule something that they've never built. No, no, no. You start off as a carpenter. You start off as a carpenter. You come into an organization, you start off as a carpenter. You've got to build something before you can rule something. And so what am I really saying to you? I'm saying don't permanently fall in love with what is designed to be temporary in your life. Don't permanently fall in love with something that is designed to be temporary in your life. And there are people that will fix themselves on falling in love and making something permanent that was only designed for you to last a season. Go on to the next. And every time that the season of your life is changing, you'll go through a storm. There's a storm that signals. It's April showers that bring May flowers. You go through a storm. You don't get the flowers of a brand new season unless you go to the storm of a previous one. And so it starts raining and it gets cloudy. Things happen when the seasons change. It is a signal that your season is changing. And so why would you settle on just remaining a carpenter when God has destined you to be a king or a queen? So I'm not talking about uh, the, the profession of carpentry. This could be anything. It could be an auto mechanic. 
It, it could be working at a school, a library or something. But it is, it is the mundane work that we do without discovering your purpose. All honest work is good work. So it's not an indictment against a profession at all. They're a builder. You've got to build something before you can rule something. But it is to say, don't fall in love with something that is designed to be a process for you and, and will serve later as a stepping stone in your life. Don't get attached to it because it's a temporary thing. So you, you're, you're a sojourner in this land. A sojourner, the word sojourn means that, that you just visited. It's, it's, a, it's a temporary dwelling place, a sojourner. They just visit particular things. You don't set up shop there and build permanency when you realize that you are a sojourner. You're just a visitor, just a visitor. And I just want you to realize that to have no more dreams is to rob life of its meaning. So even while you're a carpenter, you ought to be dreaming of the kingdom. Even while you're serving and working in one dimension, you ought to be dreaming on the next one because to have no more dreams is to rob life of its meaning. If something failed you in your past, it's time for you to dream another dream. It's time to dream your next dream. Somebody shout next. You see, here's what the devil wants you. The devil wants you to be stuck in the best that you have done, not the best that you can do. Are you listening? I said the devil wants you to be stuck in the best that you have done, not the best that you can do. He wants you to get so caught up in the history of what you did back then that you don't focus on the potential of what you can do up yonder. So there's something else that's for you. You've got to be able to go on to your next. And I want to encourage you, don't allow a man or a woman to hold you captive to an illusion of the past. Because who you see in your imagination will always rule your world. So don't stay where you're merely tolerated. You go to, to a place where you're celebrated, where somebody will be glad to see you come. If, if you don't have a person that can do that, buy your dog and be glad to wag the tail when you come home. Get something that, that celebrates your, your coming in just to see you. You ought to have somebody who's glad to see you come. Somebody who thinks the world of you. You ought to be the apple of somebody's eye. Let me just say to you, why live with the fear that if I don't go back to what I had, I'll never be happy? Why live with that fear that if I don't go back to what I had, I won't be happy? Now I'll say something to you. Don't be led by your fears. Be driven by your dreams. Be driven by your dreams. And may I say to you that you've already started dying when your memories become greater than your dreams. So you ought to always keep a dream in your heart. I don't care how old you are. Always keep a dream in your heart. You ought to die with a dream in your heart because you are still alive as long as you can still dream. Oftentimes, man's rejection is God's direction. And wouldn't it be silly for you to just stay in an old place? You know, there are too many people trying to find the right person instead of being the right person in the right place with the right people. That's where your focus needs to be. You've got to focus on being the right person in the right place with the right people. And at some point, you've got to make a resolve that you're not going to allow the people that uh, rejected you or the people that walked out of your life to destroy or to manipulate your inner peace. It's enough to be manipulated and controlled by somebody who is a figment of your imagination of what it could be from your past. It's time to get off of the roller coaster. The tribal wisdom of the Dakota Indians, 
they pass from one generation down to the next. Uh, this saying that when you discover that you are riding a dead horse, the best strategy is to dismount. Listen, when the horse is dead, dismount. When the horse is dead, dismount. Now, of course, I know we try other strategies. Some people are on a dead horse and they try to whip harder. But the horse is still dead. There are other people, you know, that offer sugar to the horse. I've not seen them eating the sugar cubes, and they just, they'll just go. And you hear you trying, oh, oh, baby, you know, we love it, kind of, you, you. Trying to be sweet. You're on a dead horse. <laughs> trying to offer sugar cubes on a dead horse. There's some people that change riders. What good does it do to change a rider and the horse is still dead? Then there's some people, you know, that intellectual, the analytical kind. They appoint a committee to study the dead horse. But at the end of the day, the horse will still be left dead. And why would anybody, why would anybody hold on to a dead horse? I see people who are still on dead horses, and it's not going anywhere. And they're still on a dead horse. There are many reasons. It's because we believed in the horse. So we steal that because we believed in the horse. And we hoped for the horse. And we loved the horse. You know, that my boo. <laughs> we loved the horse. And then we doubted or we denied that the horse could ever die. And then we relished the hero's uh, role of resurrecting the dead horse. And then we lived with the martyr's ideal of self-sacrifice alongside the horse. And then we believe that dismounting means giving up or doubting that there will ever be another live horse again. You'd be surprised as to why some people stay on a dead horse when actually discerning the dead horse takes uncommon wisdom and it rarely happens without an intentional process in place. See, this discernment begins with noticing, not denying, a lack of forward movement. Once you realize this thing is not moving forward, it's time to dismount. Other people have to absolutely crash in order to have a wake-up call and realize I was riding that dead horse. And you know when you finally get off the dead horse, you end up kicking yourself that you didn't get off sooner. But the discernment continues as we continue, despite trying harder or smarter or being more aggressive, because we still realize that we remain in the same place. And we finally acknowledge that the same place is not our desired destination. And you'll find that spiritually, the temptation to keep riding a dead horse comes from misplaced faith. And this horse that I'm talking about, this horse may be a relationship that you're just believing that this is going to be the one. It may be a relationship with a dead horse. It may be a job, and it's a dead horse. There are times that you've got to have enough belief in yourself You've got to have enough faith, enough courage, enough audacity to leave the thing that no longer ministers to your passion and launch out and do something differently. Even if this is the only thing that you've known all of the days of your life, your life, you're on a dead horse. When the horse is dead, dismount. And if you will trust God, if you will trust God to go into a land that he will show you and retool yourself. 
And you will discover that there's another venture here that God can do. Because I'm just telling you, when one door of one train closes, there's another one that's coming down the road. But you've got to be prepared to ride the next one. And it takes a little different skill on riding the next horse that's coming down the road. When he calls you to dismount the dead one, when the new pony that you're getting ready to ride, you, it takes some different skill in riding a young one than it does riding the old thing that has died. And so it may be a relationship. It may be a job. It may be a dream. could be a dream. It could be an ideal. But when the horse is dead, you have to dismount. And we just somehow think that if we stay on and ride it out, with our own blinders blocking out any other vision. Just got on blinders. Thinking that this is going to be it. But listen, may I tell you something? You'll be on a dead horse and you'll be praying for God to resurrect the horse. But may I say this to you? Prayer is never used to change the will of God. Prayer is used to facilitate God's will, to usher God's will into the earth. And sometimes you'll be waiting, asking God to resurrect a dead horse, a dead relationship, a dead job, a dead dream, a dead ideal. That is not God's will for your life, and you're wasting your time because prayer does not ever change God's will. Prayer is used to facilitate the will of God into the earth. And so sometimes... Only by dismounting and letting go of our dead horse can we begin a new trek. It can sometimes be the hardest thing that you will ever do, but other times it is the smartest thing that you will ever do. And it's interesting in life how oftentimes the hardest thing that you will ever do will end up being the smartest thing that you will ever do. I love what Sonia Riccati said. She said, surrender to what is, let go of what was, and have faith in what will be. And it takes courage to do that. It takes faith to do that. You've got to channel your energy into what you love. For this will be the catalyst for growth and for development and prosperity in your life. It's channeling your energy into what you love. That's what passion is. You've got to be passionate about whatever it is that God has called you to do. What you are put in the earth to do, your destiny. May I say to you that champions don't allow what died to stop them from continuing to live. Just because your horse died doesn't mean you have to die with it. Woo-hoo! Yes, yes, yes! Well, builders, where are you calling from? Yes, yes. Anybody ready to dismount that dead horse? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. Let's get it. 
yes. This is your girl, Sherry Brown. I am your connector on board today. Man, I, that pre-call fired me up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm telling you, I could not sleep because of that pre-call. Man, whoo, that mindset is dangerous. You know, we got to dismount dead things. We have to dismount dead things. But before we start a conversation about the pre-call, Mr. Willie Brown, my wonderful husband, can you please give those new people that are on the line just a brief overview about what we are doing right here? Yes, I can. Carapars International, an e-commerce company, has made available a simple wealth-building system for everyone on the planet who's 18 years of age and over with four optional ways to participate. Option number one, save gold. We all start here. We complete the free registration for our gold savings account and start acquiring Carabars Gold in small increments. Carabars International is made it easy by making available a feature called Auto Exchange. At Wealth Builders Worldwide, we call that Pay Yourself First. You set up your account to automatically exchange your paper currency for Carabars Gold weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly. You simply set it, forget it, and then go back to increase it. Activating this feature allows you to automatically pay yourself first with physical gold. There are no fees of any kind. The account is completely free and takes less than five minutes to register. Every time you acquire Carabars Gold, you are building your family's wealth. Option two, save and earn. As an independent affiliate, when you save gold for yourself and share with others how to do the same, you position yourself to be compensated monthly through our Unilevel system compensation plan. You're virtually in business for yourself in over 100-plus countries worldwide. Option three, maximize your earning potential. You may choose one of several business packages which position you to generate cash flow monthly and weekly through our dual system compensation plan. These packages are income-producing assets. Option four, we save carat gold coin and carat coin bank coin. As independent affiliates, we are saving gold and maximizing our earning potential. We acquire carat gold coin KBC and carat coin bank coin KCB. These cryptocurrency coins are an additional stream of income that will build massive wealth. Now, some people have asked why carat bars? A Carapar savings account gives you protection against future financial crisis and rapid inflation. It protects your hard-earned paper currency with physical gold. Carapars International has the only system in the world where you can get free gold and free cryptocurrency. Gold is a store of wealth and value and has an appreciating asset. There are three major benefits of a, of a Carabar savings account. Number one, you can now start saving physical gold in small increments. Number two, Carabars International puts you in position to build a global business from the comfort of your own home. And three, there are significant tax advantages to owning a home-based business. The Wealth Builders Worldwide mission is to provide individuals worldwide with the tools required to enhance their lives, achieve their dreams, and build massive wealth. We are salespeople. We are a sales team. We do not sell products, goods, or services. 
we sell people on the infinite possibilities of their lives and the power of their dreams. We sell people on never giving up. We believe that this is a noble cause. Now, if you're a guest on the line today, get back to the person who invited you to this call. Let them know that you're ready to open your Care Bars Gold Savings account right now. <laughs> 